I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, this is a special Round 7 Breaking News edition of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Dentons. Mike, thanks for joining me tonight. I'm doing well and doing warm and warmer than anyone who would have gone to tonight's game would have been. So That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I tried to make this a bit more of a serious intro with my with my newscaster voice. I don't know, maybe that that's sort of like a pseudo Batman villain newscaster, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what just happened there, but uh, yeah. So if you have not been paying attention, some big news dropped from MLS this morning. Uh, round, I guess it's still morning. It was around eleven fifteen, uh, and we're going to talk about that tonight. We had some requests on Twitter to do this. Uh, Mike had already pitched the idea. If you've been living under a rock. And you didn't get Mike's joke just then. The Seattle versus Colorado, or Colorado versus Seattle, home team first, uh, game has been canceled. So if you were looking around on your team, wondering what's going on, it didn't happen. That game is canceled. Why? Weather. Hashtag because MLS. Hashtag because Colorado. Hashtag Snowmageddon again, 2019. They were calling it a blizzard cyclone, blizzard cone. I, look, I'm in Louisiana. Don't, don't bring up cold weather. Like, if it gets close to freezing, like we shut down. So, I don't really understand what snow is. Um, I mean, I understand, like, scientifically the concept, but otherwise, no. So, there's a snow cone up in Colorado right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, canceled snow, it's, I mean, there's bad weather across the U.S. Um, we'll actually talk about it this weekend. Snow may impact a few games. Um, but, you know, something we don't cover a whole lot here on MLSFI is weather forecast. Uh, we will try to hire a meteorologist ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So what does this mean for your fantasy team? And that's been the buzz on Twitter right now. So the official response from the at MLS Fantasy Twitter account uh, re retweeted the message from the Sounders uh, and uh, a message that I sent out talking about uh, – what Ben was looking into, and, and the comment was, the postponement will have no effect on last night's match and scoring, and that's the D.C. versus Montreal game. Uh, the message that was sent to me was, was asking about that, and my response was that Ben was collecting information on the full impact. The other bit of information that we got from Ben, and Mike and I have confirmed by checking team availability right now, is that the Seattle and Colorado players are still eligible for transfer. So those players did not lock tonight like they would have normally. So so that's it as far as impact. DC Montreal points stand as is. Those two teams are still on a double game week. Seattle Colorado players are now on a single game week and those players can still be traded up until their start date of their game this weekend on Saturday. But that's not where the buzz ends. Uh, and this is Mike and I are going to talk about this a little bit because that answer has not been well received by some within the MLS fantasy community. Mike, do you want to kind of sum up what the conversation's been going on today? Well, there's been a lot of conversation about whether or not um, we should have still had a double game week for DC and Montreal. Um, some people said it should have been reset 
and those points essentially just not counted if I'm understanding their um, requests or argument um, because we a lot of people made choices about picking certain double game week players over DC and Montreal players thinking that we had it you know and I'll, I'll give you an example for myself I did not pick Diallo because I had uh, Kihi from Seattle I thought he was a better player and even though I liked him as a double game week you know I went with Seattle over Montreal had I known that known that Seattle was on a single game week and not a double game week I wouldn't have made that decision so that's kind of the argument is that we were had bad information um I have some feelings about that where I, I think MLS, as critical as I usually am about MLS, I think they made the right decision here. I don't think you can wipe away scores, especially after the fact. I don't think it would have been fair to people who did make the choice to go heavy DC, Montreal, thinking that this was a great opportunity for a clean sheet. Um, I, th you know, I don't think this is any significantly different than if, you know, for example, uh, I find out that Vela is injured on Saturday, and it's like, shoot, you know, I would have had Zlatan or Quintero or someone else instead. You know, things come up all the time that you don't end up getting the points that you thought. I didn't know that McCann was going to get injured uh, in the 57th minute of the game last night. I didn't get those points. I wish I would have known that, but, you know, no one could have known that. Everyone had a fair situation. Yes, it affects some players differently than others, but I don't know how MLS could have made any other choice. And we've seen other weather delays and weather postponements in games before. And, and I know that at that time, none of us have ever called foul or asked for, for points to be wiped away. True, they may not have been during a double game week. And it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I made the same decisions that Mike's talking about. Uh, I had Ladero as a captain. And so I'm not going to be a person who has the opportunity to have a double game week captain. This squarely for me falls into that hashtag because MLS uh, – saying that we usually throw are so free to throw out there casually, but these things happen. These things happen in sports. And unfortunately these things happen in fantasy. Uh, but as we were saying on the show a couple of days ago, this is a long stretch of double games that we've getting started. This was just the tip of the iceberg. And frankly, it wasn't the best of double game weeks that we have. Yeah, sure. We had DC and or we have DC and we had Seattle and they have some great double game week potential but they weren't the best options for, for a great double game week. Uh, if you look ahead to round nine, we have, let's see, or two, four, six, like 10 teams, about 10 teams in a double game week. And that's going to include LA Galaxy, which has been doing better with Sultan, Minnesota, which has been on, on a roll. Sorry, Mike, New York City. Uh, we also <laughs> have uh, some, some value points that you might be able to get out of Chicago. You have Columbus that's going to be thrown to mix, as well as Seattle. And San Jose's playing twice in that week, and that's two chances you get to bet against San Jose. So <laughs> there are a lot of great double game weeks that we have coming up. Round 9, round 11, round 12, round 14. These are all still in the spring season. Plenty of time to make up from a small blip in the road. So I'm with you, Mike. Uh, I'm 100% against trying to wipe away – the first match trying to reset captains and and just think that the right decision was been made and i appreciate the the advance notice that we were able to be given and i feel sorry about seattle having to travel all the way to colorado and having to travel back because that is something i think is worth factoring into uh, team selections this week so that's all we're going to say uh do you have something else Mike? i'll say one more thing um Thankfully, we have unlimited rolling transfers that we could actually take care of this situation two years ago We'd have been stuck with a whole lot of Colorado players. Yep, so that's right. Um, could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, and I mean, 
if, if you're upset because this to put too much uh, emphasis on double game weeks and you didn't make it a, make the right adjustments, maybe we should not have double game weeks. But I mean, that's an argument for another time. That's, that's I don't think MLS. Could, that's you know what? I hate you. <laughs> that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, let's let's just keep moving forward now. So the next question after what happened is, well, well, what about my team? What do I do now? So how to respond? The the clear answer is Colorado for me, Michael, let you weigh in, in a second, is no longer as appealing of a team for a double game week now that they're on a single game week. Uh, they're still going to be home, but they're playing against Columbus, and that's not necessarily the easiest. You mean DC? Sorry, yes, they're playing against DC. Who's Montreal's playing Columbus? There we go. Yep. I knew Columbus was playing away this week. Uh, Colorado's playing against DC. Not the best of a way. Did we get an update on the red card, Mike? Uh, no extension. So Rooney's going to be playing. So Rooney's back. Colorado is not as appealing as they were with a chance for Kai at a couple of goals or maybe get a, a lucky clean sheet from Hobart or something like that at that value 4.0. Uh, not, not as appealing. Uh, Seattle? Bit of a toss-up. Mike, I'm interested in hearing what you think about Seattle as how to react to this. Um, To, to me, I, I don't know how many choices of Seattle. I don't think their clean sheet chances are as good. at. I mean, I know they're at home, but Toronto's shown an ability to get some goals with Pozuelo. Um, plus, I mean, you mentioned the travel. Uh, and then the final kicker for me is that most of the players are very expensive. Uh, I mean, Ladero is a $12 million forward um, with high ceiling, but also kind of a low floor. Um, while their defenders are pretty good, you know, if it's not a double game week, I'm more likely to look at for, for value. So um, for me, I got rid of all my Seattle players this week. I, I had had Ladero, uh, Kihi, and um, Roldan. Uh, obviously, Roldan's not going to get as many points now because he doesn't have the double up factor. So, um, to me, I went elsewhere. I found some budget midfielder options. Uh, I went more expensive up top and then cheap, made my defense a lot cheaper. So um, I, I changed them around my team completely, and I think you did as well. I did, yeah. Uh, so Mike and I didn't have a whole lot of time to prep before this this podcast, so we're sort of hearing what each other <laughs> did on the fly a little bit before we started. Uh, I also had a, a complete overhaul with, with my team and uh, dropping Seattle players was a key part of that. For me, I had McCann on my back line. He was the only defender who had played with the hamstring injury. I really wanted to pay more attention to that because I had a 4.0 scrub and I had Hoberry on the bench and two Seattle defenders. I was really stacking up there with the defense. And Mike's right, they're expensive. And I found that my ability to adjust my midfield to something I was much more comfortable with or my forward line to something I was much more comfortable with, with balancing my switcheroos just to have cover for this strange round was really being hindered by the expensive back line that I had. And so I decided it was worth dropping Seattle players. And that included Ladero, who was my captain, uh, to free up that money to get coverage from other single week games that I thought was still appealing. Uh, now, the next question for that is, is Ladero someone you should drop? I think that's got to be a judgment call for people. In my case, my budget dictated, I mean, I, I can't be like a good friend, Andrew Winner, who's sitting here over, I think, 120, 123 million is his budget. He's, he's just Mr. Moneybags, but uh, <laughs> a lot of us still have some budget restrictions. And so uh, Ladero's price as a 12 million player hurt that some. And so I thought it was better for my team to have some of that safety net to react to some of these, these changes. And uh, I, I got rid of Ladero because I agree with what Mike said. 
Toronto is not the easiest of teams that they can face even on the road. If you want Ladero, I do still think he's a decent option, though I'm not sure if I would make him a captain under these situations without a double game week. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much right. I mean, he's well, Ladero at home is always going to be a viable fantasy choice, uh, no matter if it's single game week or double game week. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not you find other options and have the budget, um, you know. So. Now, what I will say is if you're still thinking about Rui Diaz, that may be more viable now because a lot of us had assumed that he might play 30 in this Colorado game that was never to be or maybe get in the beginning, maybe put in a 60 or something like that. We thought he would not play the whole game and then would maybe come back for Toronto. That could still happen against Toronto since it will really be the first game. But this extra time has some more practice to it maybe gives him a little bit more chance to get back up to fitness. And so Rui Diaz could be more back into the picture if that's a direction you want to go. Uh, I did not. Mike did not. So let's get on and start talking about uh, players to target. I'm going to open this section uh, with first a correction from, from last week. I was talking about the Behind the Numbers article series uh, with XG predictions on MLSFantasyBoss.com. And I mistakenly said Ryan Anderson wrote that. Uh, he is... Uh, MLS stats on Twitter and does some writing for us every now and then a uh, great guy, great content. And uh, I mistakenly said Ryan, instead of Kyle McElhinney, Kyle is the one who's been writing for us a lot with uh, MLS fantasy boss. He is actually at MLS FB underscore BTN. And that stands for behind the numbers. And so that's, that's the series. He has updated that for this single game week. And I'm going to read off a few of the teams right now before we kick this off. Uh, thanks to at the dummy run also on Twitter, who's working with Kyle to get these numbers put together in these charts, the week seven defensive rankings, best teams. He's got LAFC, Houston, Montreal, Chicago, then RSL as the three strongest defenses coming in for, um, uh, for his stats calculation. So I think that's factored in some of our, our picks. And then going on to offensive rankings, uh, he has LAFC, Houston, Seattle, Chicago, and Dallas as uh, the top five offenses. So that does lend some more to maybe a Ladero or a Rui Diaz pick. Um, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com now to check that out and find all the lists, but that's just a quick way. I wanted to open up this segment before I said, Mike, who were you targeting uh, players and or games that you think people should be looking at for refreshing their team? Well, I think the first one, and we talked about it a little bit uh, on the podcast on Monday night, um, but that's LAFC versus Cincinnati. Now that there's not another, you know, two pairs of double game week teams to compete with it, I think it looks a lot more attractive. Um, <clears throat> I've gone ahead and I've brought in Carlos Vela. Uh, I didn't have him on my team because I was thinking about Quintero. Uh, but Contreras' status seems to be more questionable than I thought on Monday. Uh, plus, I'm not sure I'll be able to check that lineup. So I've gone ahead and put Vela in. Plus, I want to make sure I had the money, too. Um, I've also brought in uh, Betashore uh, on the bench. I may swap him into the, the starting lineup, uh, depending on, on what happens. Um, and then I also brought in a few Dallas players. Uh, I, I, per, I like their matchup um, a lot. Um Portland's been pretty bad all year. We saw how they self-destructed against San Jose. And plus, Dallas has a lot of really cheap options. So I have Cannon and Paxton Pomichol uh, in there as well. I uh, don't need goalkeeper coverage. Um, I already had Evan Bush, uh, and he's already got in clean sheets, so that's already locked down. Um, but those are um, some of the new players I brought in. Uh, oh, I also have um, Kay from LAFC in the midfield. Uh, 8.8, he's been 
super consistent, and as long as there's no injury concerns, uh, I almost think he's a must-have. Yeah, that's a great pickup. Uh, I have also brought in some LAFC players, actually only one player. I already had Villa in my starting team. He was uh, the only, I think it was the only, I've switched it up now, uh, but he was the, the only single game week player I was really going for in my starting 11. Uh, I thought that he just had a great shot at maybe a brace and assist or, or at least a brace, something like that, at Cincinnati. So he stayed. I supplemented him with Betashore because I like his attacking potential that he shows, and I think that could be of use and uh, result in points for him against FC Cincinnati. Uh, and I mentioned earlier that I, I was struggling with my defense, so that's why I made some of these changes. I also brought in Fontas, and I have him uh, on my bench along with Hollingshead. So uh, a six and a seven was actually a downgrade from, from a couple of the Seattle guys that I had. So I saved a, a few a few bits of, of cash right there and used some of the, the cash, I say, from Ladero to, to add to defense to give me some options to try to balance out McCann's one. That's that's what I was going for in that situation was he's not going to play again with the hamstring. He's out for, I'd say, at least three weeks. That's uh, what you usually see with the hamstring. So I'm trying to counter off that one with a couple of, of solid defensive options and players that are likely going to see a price rise as well because I'd still like to get a little bit more money, maybe catch up to, to Andrew Winner as well. <laughs> uh, moving on to midfield, this is where, for me, I'm still – have one player that's still questionable. I did end up going with Acosta. I changed at the very last minute to Acosta, and I brought in Titer as well. So there were not two guys I was originally going to go with, but after second-guessing myself, listening to some other pundits, I was like, yeah, maybe I should. So I at least get some <laughs> double game week coverage there. Uh, so I had Acosta and Titer, and I needed to switch that up to give me some more options. I brought in Memo Rodriguez from Houston, because he's been doing great, should see a price rise, if, if nothing else. And then I have, uh, well, I also had Piete on my bench trying to, to consider maybe some uh, double game week, high floor potential. Uh, and then right now I have Allison Drini, and that's because I did not want to spend the money on Zlatan, uh, as I wanted to use at other places. And I don't know if I'm going to keep Allison Drini. I, may go, I thought about a third LAFC player. Uh, I, I thought about Pax and Pomacol for a little bit to try to take advantage of, of Portland's poor form, uh, maybe even another Houston player if I want to try to take advantage of San Jose. Uh, but right now it's on Alessandrini because uh, I'm wondering if if Slaton is going to con continue to generate his own chances through PKs or if Alessandrini is going to get back into the mix and help with some assists for Slaton since I'm not willing to shell off that money for him. Uh, <clears throat> But that's that's where my mind is with midfield. What about you, Mike? Um, well, I already mentioned Kay and Pomical. Um, I had a less midfield spots to than you did because I also had Tider, um, you know, from from Montreal. Um, another player I brought in, obviously, I've been really high on Dallas uh, right now. Is Grozo or not Grozo? God, that's terrible. Uh, Grozo, Even for us, I'm, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, 7.7, um, been very consistent. Uh, he only missed last week for a team violation, but otherwise he's been very good. Um, another other names I, I haven't put in my lineup but have been toying around, uh, Rusnak at home against Orlando. Uh, Arcel and Rusnak particularly have done pretty well against bad teams. Uh, Orlando City is a bad team uh, and concedes a lot, and so I think on the road, good potential there. Another That's one good. to keep yep. in mind, uh, Gill from New England. Atlanta United hasn't been the same Atlanta that they, they've been. Although Gill has gotten up to 10.8, so he's not as cheap as he was a few weeks ago when everyone had him during the international break. 
but still someone to keep in mind. Um, and I wanted to mention on a memo for Houston, there is some concerns about the injury. I think he came off maybe with a hamstring issue on the last game. So if you have him, um, I actually had him in my lineup first, but then took him out when I found out about the injury concerns. So if you want to go that direction, make sure you check that lineup because there's some questions about his availability. Well, I um, don't think I'm going to do that then. <laughs> I'll wait for that lineup though. Yeah, see, this has been a week of like, oh, hey, he's a great midfielder. Oh, wait, he's cheap because there's an injury concerns. <laughs> but it's, it's not that bad of a, of a problem for fantasy managers because Houston plays the 3 o'clock game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. There's still lots of options after that. Mike was talking about uh, about Paxton and – and uh, and Rusnak and, and other people. I know they're not. That's not the same quite price point that. And I've heard some people. Throw, uh, I just wanted to throw out. Uh, some heard some people throw out a Barra, but um, there is one other place that there's going to be an issue with snow, and that is Minnesota. I think they're expecting two inches of snow. Um, obviously, no word about a cancellation yet. But if you want to go with Minnesota, probably need to make sure that game is going to be happening. It's it is one of the. I think it's the second or third. It's the fourth fourth game. Um, on Saturday at 4 o'clock Central Time. Um, so plenty of time to move around uh, after you see that lineup. But um, if you want to go that route, which I understand because of how terrible New York City has been, uh, just make sure you check that lineup. Yes, definitely. Uh, let's go. Did you cover all your forwards, Mike? Um, I, I think so. I mean, I, I kept um, CJ Sapong that I picked last week, although I toyed seriously with – upgrading him to um, Elise from the Houston Dynamo to take advantage of that. Also tried to see if I can make the money work somehow, some way to get in Zlatan, but that never happened. <laughs> yeah, I told you that as well. Uh, I ended up bringing in Elise to have coverage there. Again, betting against San Jose is what that was, that they're not going to hit that that ball out of the park, kick that ball out of the stadium uh, again, uh, and especially since Houston does have a pretty good attack uh, when Mimo is healthy uh, Elise, Manotas, all those guys up there. Uh, I, I think that, that that's a good good pick. And he's been a little bit more consistent recently, a little bit more on form uh, than he has at times been in 2018. So uh, I'm going with Elise and Vela, and I don't think I mentioned it yet, but I have moved my captain to Vela in that FC Cincinnati game, and I think you did the same, Mike? Yes. So there we go. Vela captain. Uh, he was a pretty solid captain option in general, I think for for this round, uh, but with it being mostly single game week now, I, I think if you have already not captained a DC player or a Montreal player, if you're some sort of crazy wizard, then uh, I think some guy who likes to to bet, I guess, is really not a wizard. Uh, but I think that that Vela is uh, the strongest of the the captain options that you have left, and if you have not, I think that's the the best option to move to. A lot of people are going to be thinking that way, so if nothing else, it's going to hedge your bets to make sure you don't fall a lot if you didn't get a lot of double game week coverage coming out of this game. Uh, I think we've covered a lot of it. Uh, if, if you look through the roster here, uh, I think Mike's mentioned some of the other games that could have potential. Uh, my favorite games are the, the Houston versus San Jose matchup, the Dallas versus Portland matchup, and then the LAFC versus Cincinnati matchup. After that, you might look to sporting Kansas City, but just how I – my particular preference in general is I hesitate for those Sunday games if there's only one because your options are so limited with what you're going to be able to do. And this is going to be after CCL and who knows what the Red Bulls are doing, who knows what Kansas City is going to be doing. There's a lot of question marks around that game, and I'm just not willing to take that bet 
but you could find some opportunities there. Uh, any other final just games you want to shout out, Mike, that people remember? Uh, no, I mean, I think we've, we've pretty much cover, covered all of them. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think that's it. Well, great. Uh, thanks, Mike, for joining me tonight and, and throwing out this idea first so we can make sure to get everybody an update on what's going on. Thank you to everyone who has been sending us questions to try to figure out what's going on. We're on this roller coaster with you. If you still have questions, feel free to send them out to me at MLS Fantasy Boss. Mike's on a little Twitter hiatus, so he may not respond, but you can hit him up to at MikeThatTiger when he's when he's back on. You can also head over to r slash fantasy MLS over at uh, the MLS subreddit, and we have a thread that's up there talking about what's going on. You can participate there or head over to MLS Fantasy Boss and join the Discord chat. There'll be people there to give you help as well. Uh, so you have until Saturday at 1 o'clock. Sorry, no, that's the – well, 1 o'clock if you want to get Columbus players, but that's when games start on uh, Saturday. Friday, you're going to have a Chicago and a Vancouver game. So if you're looking at those players, uh, maybe that's a that's an interesting matchup that you could try to try to throw the, roll the dice on. Uh, but most of the games are going to be playing on Saturday. Be sure you have your lineups correctly adjusted uh, for this uh, weather delay cancellation switch. This game between Colorado and Seattle, I've heard, is going to be moving to September. So it's going to be a little while before we get to make this one up again. So do you have anything else to add, Mike? Uh, just to say um, on Twitter, if you do at me, I, I will see it and I will respond. I might not get to you um, right away, but I will see it uh, eventually and get to you. So as long as it's not like a deadline question. Um, otherwise, if you have like a deadline pressing question, go to the Discord chat uh, at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, um, in fact, they got a little bit of a heads up that this was happening uh, as far as the cancellation. So you might want to go there and get some early scoops for people who hear rumors because <laughs> there were, because there were rumors early this morning that this was going to happen. And uh, they, they caught wind of that and, you know, Trick got that information. And um, so that's a good place to go. If you need instant feedback on teams. That's right. All these local people with their connections with their home teams, connections like, like journalists and like <laughs> some people like know people who know stuff. I wish I was one of those people. <laughs> well, we found out along with everybody else. So we're getting the word out. Spread the word, please. Uh, thank you so much. I hope this was helpful and good luck.